What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Backup Fantasy Sports. It is Tuesday, July 25th. My name is Ewan, and on today's episode, we will be getting into some F1 fantasy with a Belgian Grand Prix preview. Last race before the summer break. Lots to break down. We're right in the middle of a doubleheader, so I will try to fly through this episode as quickly as possible. Uh, as you can see, I've had a couple of good weeks there. I am now inside the top 5K in the world, so things are going well for Alonzi Alonzo squad right now, but is the Spaniard going to make my team this weekend to be determined? As always, you can like and subscribe to the channel just so that you stay in touch and just let, um, well, I'll be doing some summer break content, so you will be in the know there whenever that pops up. But let's get into today's episode, what we're going to be running through right here. I will be doing a little bit of a Hungarian Grand Prix review, but not too much. It just happened two days ago, so it's uh, in most of our brains still. Uh, fantasy standings, driver of the week, price changes, preview with the schedule, the weather, and then we'll kind of get into the topics. The timestamps will be in the description below so if you don't have a ton of time this week, just go click on there and get into the meat of the episode and we will get right to it. Hungarian Grand Prix was a crazy one. Lewis Hamilton picking up his first pole since 2021. Great day for the British driver. Did not last long on race day as he was immediately passed in turn one and turn two and was in fourth. Uh, finished off of the podium not a great day for Mercedes, but it was for Max Verstappen. Him and Red Bull stormed to their 12th straight win. Uh, new record in Formula 1, so congrats to them. Lando Norris with his second straight P2 as McLaren. Uh, proved all the doubters wrong. Uh, Low-speed track in Hungary did not matter. Their upgrades look phenomenal. Uh, all pain for Alpine. Second straight weekend with two DNFs. But it was a pretty big shakeup in the F1 fantasy world as it looks like McLaren are the new meta over Aston Martin. It's been trending that way for a couple of weeks now, uh, maybe a month since Austria. But it is game set match McLaren right now unless Aston Martin can pull something out of their hat. Hungarian Grand Prix facts and stats here. Optimal team was Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, Lando Norris, Oscar Piastri, and Logan Sargent. Positions gained. We had Russell there after 15th in qualifying. He was able to storm back. 10 overtakes for him. Fastest pit stop. Not edited down there. It was Red Bull with the 10 points and McLaren had eight. So ignore that down there. Quick turnaround. So hopefully not too many mistakes on the slides here. Driver fantasy points. I have decided to get away from just ordering it by PPR for the season as there are new upgrades in all these cars. So there's new information. So the standings from now on will be ordered by points per race in the last three. And right away, you can see Lando Norris third there, 32 points per race over his last three. George Russell, Lewis Hamilton, you got to scroll a long way down to get to Fernando Alonso at 15.67. Only scored seven points in Hungary. Really disappointing weekend for the Spanish driver. Still on 22.91 for the season, but things are not trending in the right direction. Over here, we've got Alex Albon and Logan Sargent just showing how well Williams have been doing recently with Austria being a high-speed racetrack. 
Silverstone and Spa this weekend means that Williams will be in our F1 fantasy lineup thoughts. Joe Guan Yu, great Saturday, qualifying a career-high fifth in Q3 with the new format, but stalled out right at the beginning of the race and did not have a good day. He lost a ton of positions, wasn't really able to recover. Uh, as a result, he kind of clipped Daniel Ricciardo in his first race, who then proceeded to clip Esteban Ocon and Pierre Gasly, and Alpine's day was all pain, as has been the norm for most of the season. It's not been a good year for the French outfit, but that's a quick rundown of the driver fantasy points there. Constructors McLaren jump up to second when I reorder it by points per race over the last three. Over Mercedes, they cost way less. They're getting more points. Just seems to be clicking for the papaya right now. Red Bull storming away as per usual. But yeah, Aston Martin all the way down there. Points per race on the season, 39.36. Recently, 35.33. If they don't pick it up here, they will eventually be passed by the rest of these Teams, Williams even up there, 21 points per race over the last three as well. Very encouraging. But yeah, once again, Alpine all the way down there at negative 10 points per race over the last three. It is not going well for Ryan Reynolds' new team. Uh, driver of the day was Sergio Perez, grabbed the podium, qualified eighth. Another not great performance for the Mexican driver, but he did get into Q3 for the first time in six races, so good job by him there. Positions gained six, overtakes six, 39 fantasy points. It was his third driver of the day award this season, and he now leads the game F1 fantasy in overtakes and positions gained on the season, thanks to some shaky qualifying days, but he is in the lead there, and he's still getting it done. I'm going to touch on that later when I get to some chip discussion, so... If you don't have time to listen to the whole episode, just go down, click on the timestamp, and it'll take you right to it. And while you're there, just hit that like button. Driver price changes. Max Verstappen, lots of rises, not a lots of falls here. Um, Sergio with a big move up a million points after his big day. Uh, if you do well or okay, they seem to be raising the price. Uh, and if you do poorly, you don't really get dinged all that much. But it was a huge swing weekend with Lando Norris going up a million points, points, dollars. Uh, Fernando Alonso still going up 0.5. I guess that's a season-long value thing. I have been scouring Reddit and the F1 Fantasy Discords. No one can figure out what this pricing change is. So whoever the F1 Fantasy uh, intern is setting these points, you are doing a great job confusing the rest of us. So... Uh, keeping us on the toes there. Oscar Piastri went up a million. Lance Stroll went up half a million. He hasn't been good, really. Alexander Albon up another half million as well. So he is just flying up the pricing charts at this point. And like I said, both Alpines DNF'd on the first lap, and they only go down 0.1. So not getting dinged for DNFs. So I think we just have – I don't think – there's going to be a point where we can just bank on people losing value and maybe trying to get along here. Constructor price changes, Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari all go up minimally. McLaren's up a million. Aston Martin's up half a million. So it is McLaren is pulling away from Aston Martin. And I hope you were able to get them in last weekend because it is getting 
tougher and tougher to get the papaya in to our F1 fantasy lineups. Fallers, once again, just Alpine. Double DNF only goes down 0.1. I don't really understand it, but not my problem. Belgian Grand Prix race review. I told you that Hungarian Grand Prix was going to be quick uh, this week. Uh, at Spa, Frank Wachamp. I think I watched two YouTube videos, and I probably still butchered that. Longest circuit on the F1 calendar at over seven kilometers long. 44 laps, 19 corners, two DRS zones, and just a ton of fun if you have a straight line car, which should do well for McLaren, Williams, Red Bull will be strong here, of course. But yeah, over 70 years now that this race has been going on with the first Grand Prix in 1950. It was a pretty crazy race last year because if you look there on the left, the qualifying looks pretty normal, but then everyone was taking all these engine penalties. It took like three hours to figure out what the starting grid would look like. I think Max Verstappen was 15th. Um, Charles Leclerc 16th, Esteban Ocon 17th, Lando Norris 18th. All of these drivers took engine penalties, but this race was after the summer break. So that is um, possibly a reason why there were so many engine penalties. I haven't seen any rumors on if people are taking engine penalties for this weekend. Uh, I am doing this on Tuesday, which is a little bit earlier than I usually put out these videos. So there may be some more information coming out during the week. Uh, so keep an eye on that on F1.com and Reddit and all those fun spots. But yeah, the picture right there, Lewis Hamilton kind of flying over Fernando Alonso. Uh, he did continue for a little bit in that race, if I remember correctly, and eventually had to DNF. But yeah, Max Verstappen just storming through the field. Like I can only, he had a great weekend in F1 fantasy last year with the different scoring structure, but I can only imagine what that would be like this year with all the overtakes and the positions gained schedule it is going to be a sprint weekend this weekend in spa so the qualifying for the grand prix is going to be at 5 p.m local time 11 a.m eastern time in the states saturday will be dedicated to the sprint sunday will be the grand prix but only one free practice so the data will be hard to come by for these teams hopefully it's a dry practice but as has been the case for most of the season weather is going to play a factor uh, a couple of showers on friday saturday looks like it could be wet as well sunday looks like we'll get a dry grand prix that says a couple of showers in the morning um but you never know spa can get wet and wild pretty quickly so definitely check on the weather as the weekend draws nearer closer and just make sure that um, FP1 goes okay and make sure to get those lineups set. Like in this previous slide here, it's 5 p.m. local time, 11 a.m. U.S. Eastern. So certainly make sure that you have your lineups set for that. Now the big question that came out of this weekend is how are we going to get to McLaren? I've seen a lot of other F1 fantasy content creators say you got to get there no matter what. And while I do partially agree with that like i would love to get triple mclaren i'm not sure if a lot of us can get there without making some huge sacrifices so this is currently my team um so this is like what i so what i did last weekend was i went down from lance stroll to oscar piastri and that gave me enough budget uh to go 
Aston Martin to McLaren, and I also downgraded Joe Guan Yu to Daniel Ricciardo at the 4.5, hoping Ricciardo would get driver of the day, kind of sneak in a price rise there, but it was not meant to be. We'll see what happens this weekend. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to go through the last three races averages with all these teams taking on updates that gives us a more accurate uh, kind of marker for where we could expect our teams to score. So this also includes the Austria race, which was a sprint race. So some of these points are inflated, but we will get that this weekend as well. So last three races, Verstappen, Perez, Alonso, Piastri, Ricardo, Red Bull, McLaren. 281 points. So that's if I just stick with that team. 281 points on average. Wouldn't it be a bad week. Probably just maintain um, my rank if people don't use chips, which people will, because uh, I used my extra DRS boost in Austria and it went very well for me. So I would highly suggest anyone else does that this weekend for the sprint, as long as it's fairly dry. Um, you don't want to get put too much at risk there's still three more sprint races to go after this so you could hold off if you want but that's the first option to go to mclaren i kind of just stick as is i don't think i can really switch it up all that much getting to mclaren option two this is where i would go from sergio down to lando and it would allow me to go from uh daniel ricardo up to alexander albon i would have Quite a bit left in the bank here, but I couldn't really go anywhere else. Interesting, uh, but it would also actually get me 0.33 points more. But it means I am all in on McLaren. I'm all in the papaya. Is that something I want to do? Makes me nervous. It doesn't make me nervous when it's Red Bull because Red Bull is Red Bull. Surge was still going to qualify high or finish high on Sunday, no matter what. Get those overtakes. Uh, especially last year, just remembering how easily Max was slicing through the field. Sergio can do that if he has a bad Saturday or a bad Friday qualifying, I should say. It's risky, It's, but it's also maybe the only way I can catch up and get on a triple Red Bull, triple McLaren lineup. If I do something risky like this, try to catch these price rises, get Lando and Oscar to increase in budget faster than Sergio does. Um, and maybe I can finagle something here, like Albon goes on a price rise. I can drop all the way back down to a 4.5. And if Sergio doesn't go up as much, Fernando goes up, Like it would be complicated. But this might be the best option for the long-term goal of getting in three Red Bull and three McLaren. Because there are people ahead of me in the overall rank that already have that. I have no idea how I'm going to catch them if I don't take a risk. Uh, still only 11 races into the season. So plenty of time to get there eventually. Maybe the meta will change again. But it sure looks like three Red Bull, three McLaren has the upper hand at the moment. So this is the option two. And this is the third option. So I only have two free transfers this week because I took... All, I used all three of them last week. So this would involve a hit. I don't necessarily need to go Daniel Ricciardo to Logan Sargent. That would just be kind of... I think Williams are going to do far better than Alpha Tauri this weekend. So that would... It would be worth it in theory since Sargent averages nine points over the uh, last three races where Ricciardo just scored two on the weekend, which is still good. 
but not great. Uh, Verstappen, I keep Verstappen, I keep Perez. I get in Lando instead of Alonso, and then I have to go, I have to drop down from McLaren to Aston Martin in this scenario, which is probably my least favorite option because I also take a four-point hit here. So it would actually be 274.33 points compared to 281.3 in the second scenario. So I get both drivers, which is good. Those are probably going to, those will get me more price increases than the constructor possibly because Lando jumped up like 1.5 million between Silverstone and uh, the Hungaro ring. So we definitely want to keep that in mind as they do give bigger price jumps. But he's now got back-to-back P2s. He only went up 1 million this week with a P2. So could be the better bet could be Piastri to finish on the podium. He jumps up 1.5, and as a result, McLaren also jumps up 1.5 and try to catch up that way. So many scenarios could go differently this weekend. So it's going to be super interesting to watch that first practice and make a quick decision on Friday as we are going to have to just buckle up. Could be a final fix weekend, but I think the two most popular chips this weekend are going to be the extra DRS boost, which I'm going to talk about here. And I'm not going to talk about putting on max because you're going to put it on max. You're not going to use that any other way. But who are you going to put your DRS boost on? So in Austria, I talked about this when I played my uh, extra DRS boost on max. It was between... Alonso and Sergio at that point. Uh, I think I went I went with Sergio, and that was a huge uh, gain for me in the overall ranks. But now it's between Norris and Perez. And uh, yeah, Perez over the season, he's got more points. He's still doing better in the last three points per million. He's holding his own there in the... Uh, he's doing better in points per race over the last three. He's also holding his own in points per million, being worth two times his value. And he has the most points, the highest score over the last three races with 51 in Austria, which was also a race weekend. That's where I got him, 102 points in total. So Lando is the sexy pick. Like he's the differential, uh, but I just think... Perez is the way to go. He's the safer option. You're using a chip, which is going to get you a gain. You don't want to negate that by having a bad two times on another driver. Not that Lando is a bad option. It's just Sergio has been doing it all year. And his route to points is just so easy every weekend. Like I'm going to show you in this slide. So Bahrain, just to show you how crazy Checo's season has been, Bahrain was pretty much the most normal race that Sergio has had. The entire year which was the first race so it's been kind of crazy and hectic since race number one but he qualified second he had one overtake in the race he finished second didn't get drive of the day didn't get fastest lap scored 28 points cool hungary he last weekend he qualified eighth so he got two points or three points nah. uh race he came third so he got 15 points he got drive of the day so he got those 10 extra points there and he had 39 points in total. So that is going to help him out a lot with the driver of the day. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is even without driver of the day, he would have had 29 points, 28 points. That's great. Like those are still very good numbers, very safe numbers. Whereas McLaren, it's been a shorter sample size. So I think 
when I'm playing a chip, I'm just going to guard against the DRS boost possibly sinking me if I put it on Lando and just go with Paris. Just double up on Red Bull, get all the Red Bull points plus the Constructor, and you're going to be in for a huge weekend if you play the extra DRS boost. But what I'm thinking about is a lot of people who did not play the extra DRS boost played the Limitless chip. And this is maybe the chip I will be playing this weekend. So in Austria, I kind of compared the meta lineup versus the limitless lineup um, that was like the most expensive. Uh, and it wasn't too big of a difference. That's why I went with the extra DRS boost. But now there is a big gap starting to form. So this would allow me to get in Lando Norris and then a Mercedes driver that's looking the strongest on Friday. Uh, could be George Russell's actually scoring more points than Lewis Hamilton over the last three races, so he could go in that slot. But yeah, 320 points compared to 281, and that's without the two times on max. So that would be 370, and that would be, yeah, so still same gap kind of thing, but it would give my team more points. I'd get the limitless chip out the way, which this feels like this the strongest point in the season where we can kind of say like these five cars are the best, especially the two constructors, uh, McLaren and Red Bull feel the most set and forget right now, which is why I'm happy to have them in my lineup right now. Um, but yeah, adding Norris, adding Hamilton, I think that really puts a, increases the ceiling on that lineup. So limitless chip definitely in my thoughts. Uh, at this early stage of the week. My team, I kind of just went over it. Two transfers available, cost cap, 114.5 million. Option A is kind of go like all in on McLaren, where I go Perez to Norris and Ricardo to Albon. So I'd have triple McLaren, double Red Bull, but just feels like making a change just to make it uh, because... Triple Red Bull is still going to outscore Triple McLaren no matter what. Option B is the driver-heavy approach and take a hit. Um, and option C is where you don't take the hit. You just stick with Ricardo instead of going over to Sargent. Um, tons of options to go with. I wouldn't really... I'm not going to decide on this until Friday for sure. But definitely like lots of chips in discussion this week with the potential weather. You could go final fix so you don't get any negative point or no negative so you don't get any negative points. Final fix could be an option if qualifying gets funky. Um, if there's engine penalties, you could do final fix to get in another driver at a different spot. Uh, like if George Russell like qualifies high on Friday and then it's like, oh, he's going to take an engine penalty. Uh, you could final fix him in for Sergio. That would probably be an option because he had a really good race, uh, George Russell did, in Hungary. So definitely something to think about there. Limitless chip is in play for me. Extra DRS boost, as long as the weather's dry, is kind of an like, easy decision for you guys that still have that chip. So would certainly play that. Upcoming races. Going to be the summer break. Um, there will still be some F1 fantasy content coming out of the YouTube channel, probably like first half awards, best of the back marker updates. Um, maybe talk about the 2024 calendar just as a little bit of a F1 centric video. But when we come back, we've got a double header right off the bat with the Dutch Grand Prix and Monza. 
then a couple weeks break for Singapore. And then it's going to be the business end of the season as there's going to be some sprints. There's going to be some night races. Uh, it's going to get a little weird. There's a Saturday race this season. There's going to be three Saturday races next season. So certainly stuff to talk about as the year moves along. But there will be more videos coming out during the summer break. But that is going to do it for today's episode. I was going to try and keep it short. Still 25 minutes. Can't stop talking about F1 Fantasy. But as always, you can like and subscribe to the channel below. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. Uh, prefer the stuff you like, obviously. But uh, yeah, Belgian Grand Prix preview all wrapped up. Take a break from F1 Fantasy for a little bit during the summer break. Videos will still be coming out. Um, so if you subscribe, you will get to know when those come out and you won't miss a second of F1 fantasy content from the backup fantasy sports channel. But once again, thanks for listening and I will talk to you next time.